0: Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by Five Star Credit Union, with Jaguars senior writer, John Osier. All of these are fun because we get to know players we haven't gotten to know before. This one should be especially fun. We're talking to a member of the rookie class. I'll make it quick. It's uh, Chad Muma from Wyoming. And Chad, thank you for joining us today.
1: No, thank you so much for you know having me here and getting me on the podcast. I love, you know, just being finally in Jacksonville.
0: No, this is going to run next week so I'll, I'll tell the listeners that up front but uh, this is being recorded on the first practice of rookie minicamp so obvious question uh, tell me about your experience with it and uh, just tell me about the day so far and the weekend so
1: far. Yeah the weekend's been great you know we first got into our meetings last night and you know it's a lot to install but I think you know the communication out there today was great by the whole you know at least I'm speaking for the defense uh, everyone was really communicative and you know, I've had a good fill with you know the defensive guys that we have here at this rookie camp, and you know you can see the leadership out there, and you know players wanting to push each other and make each other better. So it was a you know great first day.
0: Now I've talked to your defensive coordinator from
1: college already. Um, he assured me that
0: picking up the scheme won't be a
1: problem for you. You
0: uh, pride yourself on that, correct?
1: No, correct. I I definitely pride myself on that, and you know definitely you know it's the first day you're going to have some little things here and here and there that come up, but you know I really pride myself on. You know, being able to pick up things, not only for what I'm supposed to be doing out there, but more specifically, everyone around me.
0: Do you ever get tired of being described as a green dot linebacker? It's the first time I've ever heard the term, by the way, and all of a sudden that's all I read when I hear about Chad Muma.
1: Yeah, no, I never get tired of that. <laughs> I think I kind of you know, go back to that pride thing about you know knowing what I'm doing out there and being able to really communicate to everyone on the defense and talk to everyone. So that's definitely something that I pride myself in being described as.
0: In talking to guys who have played that role before, uh, the first thing they always say is, if you're going to be that guy, you better be playing at a high level as well. I, I assume you subscribe to that theory.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. You got to, you know, when you're the green dot player, you can't let that communication get in the way of your play. And I think, you know, that it's kind of goes to that leadership style where if you're that green dot player and you're leading everyone out there, you got to be one of the best players, if not the best player. Uh, when you're communicating to everyone and, you know, making the plays yourself, it kind of gets everyone going a little bit.
0: How do you come in as a rookie you have got to balance confidence with uh, knowing that it's a process uh, to get to where you want to go. When you think about next season, think about what your role is. Do you think about that at all, or is it all okay? I'm going to focus on today, then the next day, then the next day.
1: It's definitely a day to day thing. It's you know every single day you got to come in here and just put in the work. You know, keep your head down and not talk too much, but you know you're going to still be out there leading. But you know my philosophy about it is take every day at a, at a time and get better every single day uh, and get better compared to the day before.
0: I haven't asked this of of a lot of rookies because it hasn't been a thing for a lot of guys in college. The year of COVID, you only played four or five games, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, we had six games that year.
0: How did that, when you're facing that and thinking about your career coming up and your goals, what was that year like in terms of anxiety on that level for you, in terms of, okay, I'm losing games here, or was that even on your mind at all?
1: It, no, it definitely was. You know, to start the season, our season actually got canceled in August that's um, right. yeah. and that's kind of how it started. And so that was a really big bummer because then we were thinking, okay, we might get the opportunity to play this spring and uh, then we'll go straight into the fall, which I was all up for. I just wanted to be able to play. And so, uh, you know, when that happened, our, our season actually got put back on. It was only conference games and you know, that year was really difficult because we had a couple games that were canceled due to COVID mm-hmm. uh, restrictions and uh, you know that 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 thought's definitely in the back of your mind, but at the end of the day, I just really wanted to go out there and play. And I think that you know Wyoming did a great job of always putting ourselves in the position to be able to go out and go play. Um, and so that that was the biggest thing. That's the thing kind of hurt that year is just only being able to play six games. So uh, this past year, I really took advantage of all thirteen games that I got to play right. in.
0: And it was kind of leading up to this question: had a chance to go back to Wyoming if you had wanted to? Uh, correct. Correct. You know, yeah. Year? Uh, when did you sort of know, okay, I think I'm ready?
1: Yeah, it was kind of a communication with my head coach at Wyoming. We had that communication going out throughout the whole year, starting in the beginning. Uh, and he really just told me to, you know, just focus on my play and not really worry about that. That will all come, uh, just go out there and have fun and go play. And so that's what I did. And then come to the end of the season, he kind of sat me down and he right. said, you know, I think you're ready and you should you know, take this opportunity. And so I uh, went with that and was able to, you know, go to senior bowl, go to the combine right. and end up here now.
0: In talking to your coordinator, Coach Savell, he told me a story. He said basically he was telling people before this season, "Look, we better plan without Mooma because he's not going to be here." So he had confidence in you maybe before the head coach did. So yeah, I, I'm kidding about that. But, <laughs> um, and on a more serious topic, we talked uh, before we came on. Uh, in reading about you, diagnosed with type one diabetes when you were in seventh grade, correct? Right. Uh, tell me first about that. I've read a little bit about it, but it's fascinating how you must try to deal with that at that age. And then sort of as you play through it with a high-level athletic career.
1: Yeah. So when I was first diagnosed, I was you know, 13 years old, and I was going through all the you know, type 1 diabetes symptoms. So you know, you're you drinking water all the time. You're always going to the restroom. You're uh, you know, always tired. And so like every night, I wake up and have to go to the restroom mm-hmm. uh, at least once. And then I'm turning on the faucet for about five minutes and just sitting there with my head underneath. and <laughs> You know, after school every day, I'm coming home just going straight to you okay. know, taking a nap. And I, at the time, I was like, man, you know, puberty kind of sucks. I'm going through all this <laughs> and everything. But, uh, you know, after a couple of weeks, my parents kind of took notice of the symptoms right. and I actually lost about 30 pounds over that little course. Okay. Um, that's when you should be really putting on weight. And so yeah. uh, that's when I went in and got checked out. And, you know, at the time, I think my blood sugar was like 550 and it was the morning time, which for a normal person their range is between 70 and 150 and so wow. mine was like okay. 550 or yeah. something like that and uh so then I was in the hospital all day until I got some insulin in me and got my numbers back down and you know now it's just really about managing it and just mm-hmm. making sure that I'm always staying on top of it so I'm in that range and I'm able to you know go play football go work out go do these things and so uh, that's just kind of been something that you know I have to live with daily, but just right. just be extremely disciplined with, and you know everything's all right with it.
0: And it's something. Correct me if I'm wrong that you monitor during games at the end of quarters or halves, and that and in practice at the same time. But it's also something you've been doing for what now ten years.
1: Yeah, no, it so, seems like it yeah. seems like it's been going on for a while now. But you know, definitely in games, what I'll do is I'll test my blood sugar out each quarter, uh, and then I'll adjust my numbers based off of if I need to give sure. myself insulin if my sugar's too high or if my blood sugar goes too low. I'll uh, drink some Gatorade and eat some like fruit snacks or something right. like that. And so uh, it's kind of similar with practice. I'll test about halfway through, uh, right. make sure my numbers are still stable, and kind of just go for there.
0: Now, the main reason I asked in reading about this with you, it strikes me that it's very important for you to help in educating uh, kids younger than you and to be sort of an inspiration. Am I reading that right?
1: Yeah. So when I was, yeah, I was 13 years old and, you know, the first thing I did was search NFL players with type 1 diabetes and, <laughs> You know, Jay Cutler was the one that came up, That's and right. I was, I'm was i from Denver, and so at the time uh, I was a really big Broncos fan. He was, he was at Denver for a little bit when he got diagnosed, and uh, there, that was kind of it, but I knew it was possible. So I think it's kind of being that voice for the younger athletes and not only football, just, just athletes mm-hmm. in general um, that have type 1 diabetes and just let them know that, you know, don't let this disease hold them back from going out and, you know, achieving all their aspiration and goals that they have.
0: And I assume finding out about Jay at the time, even though probably some doctors had told you that it was possible, that always helps see somebody who's actually doing it. It
1: always helps. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And you know, today, like in the NFL, uh, you have guys like Mark Andrews and right. uh, you know Noah Gray and uh, a couple others. Um, and so, just having multiple guys with type one diabetes have that success. And you know, there's other sports. I'm, you know, I'm sitting down with a group called uh, uh, it's it's the group called Ho- Hope Diabetes mm-hmm. for Hope or something like that. And um we 're kind of getting together with different professional athletes and uh getting to be able to help some younger athletes uh and kind of be those voice for all those different sports sports
0: very cool. final question on these lines, and then we'll do something fun here at the end. when I talked to your coordinator, he said the thing that stood out the most to him was that you 're the same guy every day, Tuesday practice, Saturday game, whatever. Uh, what does that mean for you to hear that? I assume that's something you take pride in.
1: Definitely, I you know it's just that same mindset going back to it and just saying that every day I'm going to try you know everything in my ability to get better and. You know, it's definitely a consistency piece. You can't just be, you know, on some days and off. The other days, it's always going constant, uh, you know, 100% of the time. And so that's kind of just that attitude and mindset that I take to every day. And so, uh, you know, I appreciate those words from my old defensive coordinator, (laughs) but uh, it's something I definitely take pride in.
0: I got you. final thing we do here, Chad, is uh,
1: what we call the Ozone 5. The Ozone 5. Five
0: Five quick questions, answer however you like. Uh, What was your last binge watch?
1: Binge watch, Ozark
0: mine too as a matter of fact yeah uh, no
1: I love that show and so it just came out a new season so I had to binge watch that
0: oh did you re-watch it or did you watched it first? uh
1: just just watched the okay. you know the last season again
0: yeah I wouldn't be big fan of the end but I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna tell people no what it was uh, uh your first football memory either as a player or just being aware of the game
1: yeah I was six I was like five years old uh and I was going to my brother's practices and he was uh you know practicing with like some seven-year-olds and um, it's full padded practice at that time. I'm five years old. I'm suited up, and uh, my dad's throwing me in there. Some Oklahoma drill, and I'm the running back, and <laughs> I'm just getting lit up by these se- these seven year olds, and. Uh, that's kind of like the first football memory that I really have, but I think it kind of helped me into you know grow the love I have for it now.
0: And I assume you were an insane Broncos fan growing up, right? Definitely. So. No, I
1: was always you know a Denver fan growing up, uh, all Denver sports.
0: Yeah, for Jaguars fans, fortunately you weren't born in 96, right? Right, no. Good for you. Uh,
1: <laughs> but you know the story, right? Yeah. Okay, all right.
0: Um, what song did you listen to the last time you were in your car?
1: Ooh, song I listened to in my car. Um it is kind of this kind of oddball um but it was this guy named Rex Orange County and it's, called, it's off his new album is called One in a Million. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. a little bit slower but you know I really uh, enjoy Rex Orange County's music.
0: I like a good answer. Best player you've ever you've ever played against?
1: Best player? Yeah. Uh, I think in my college career uh you know going up against you know Trey McRide every single year he's someone that really stands out to me. He's Uh, you know, the tight end from Colorado State. He's now with uh, Arizona Cardinals. Um, That's someone that, you know, I had to go up against every single year. And so, uh, you know, playing against him is always a good little competition.
0: Final question. We'll get you out of here. Uh, Who's most responsible in your life for you being here?
1: My father, for sure. You know, he's really, you know, develops me into who I am today and you know, kind of helped me be the man I am. And, you know, he really taught me a lot about football and he, he kind of helped me grow my love for football, uh, from a young age. Got your
0: father's day coming up. Take care of it. Yep. So, uh, Chad, I appreciate you doing this. I know it's a busy weekend for you, but thank you for letting our fans get to know you a little bit. I look forward to working with you.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you so much.